Well, today's a special, special day. I'm, I'm so excited about today. My spiritual dad is in the house today. He's going to be ministering. So I'm, I'm really enthusiastic about it. Let me give you a little bit of his background. Um, he's a dignitary around the world, also a representative to the United Nations. Um, one of his roles is to be um, the, the king of the Sa- Say people, right? That's how you pronounce it. I always get it wrong. I'm sorry, Dad. Um, anyway, in, in Ghana, his, his homeland, and he is tasked with um, rebuilding a lot of that area to make sure that um, it, is, it is what uh, we would call common, but, uh, but to some people in that area, things that we take for granted they don't have, and he's doing an incredible job over there. Um, and uh, he's a mighty man of God with a, with a tremendous anointing, an unusual anointing on his life. He's going to minister the word and then later on in the service pray for some people as, as the Lord leads. And so I would love for you to put your hands together and receive his majesty, Droloboso Adante I. I have till 1220. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. What a joy, what a privilege to be with you this morning. In case you don't know, you have one of the best of God's choice men as your pastor, Pastor Frank. I'm so thrilled to share with you his love for you and also his commitment to invest and also to pour God's love into you. I pray that this morning God will minister to you in a very special way and I know that there are others who are praying for us here. I would like you to reach across and grab someone by the hand so that we pray. And if you can allow me to do this just for a minute, you don't have to close your eyes when I'm talking to my father. Because there's no need to be closing your eyes talking to your father. It's a bad habit. It's a religious habit. When you go asking for things from your father, you go, Daddy, I want school books. You'll be be running into things. There's no need to close your eyes. Because if I'm to say this moment, we're going to believe God for the dead to be raised. Nobody will close their eyes. You keep your eyes open to see what's going to happen. The Bible says that pray without season. So if you're to be closing eyes to be praying without season, we'll be blind by choice. So just keep your eyes open. So, Father, we thank you for this morning. We are most grateful that you've allowed us to be in your presence to enjoy your word. We pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to us. And above all, we pray that you be glorified. This is the day that you've made. We rejoice with gladness in it. Now, Lord, I commit your people to you. Speak to each heart. Minister to us in very special and unique ways. And we employ your Holy Spirit to confirm your word with signs and wonders following. And all of this, 
We say God did it. And to you be all glory and praise. And Jesus, we love you. Because you first loved us. And because you are the center of our attraction. We give every ounce of praise to you. Continue to increase. So we decrease. So that your name will be known throughout the nations of the world. As the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together and give the Lord praise. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so very, very, very much. This morning, I would like to share thoughts and a word of God with you. And I'd like to minister on this subject, determined and not deterred. Determined and not deterred. I like to start by saying that we are all in different stages of life. In our walk with God or in our personal lives. We also should be aware that God understands everything that is happening in our lives. He knows exactly what we need and he also knows how to bring us out of our dilemmas with deliverance and great victory. He takes good care of us in many ways, many shapes and form, even at points when we don't even recognize. However, God would only do as much as we allow him by being cooperative with him and also opening ourselves to him. God never forced anything on anyone. If you are open and you cooperate with God, so much great things will happen in your life. You have great victories. You overcome so much. And also you excel in many ways. And to do that, one ought to be determined. Determination is very, very important. It relates to faith. Once you are determined or once you have faith, you see little of obstacles or challenges because when you see them, it doesn't deter you because you are made up your mind, you determined or you resolve that this is what I expect to happen and this will happen at all costs or always. Determination is a choice. It is a choice. You can choose to be determined or you can choose not to be determined. But a person who is determined usually doesn't get discouraged so easily. If you look at life and especially the things that we've all been through, they may come in different sizes, different shapes, and it will produce in us different experiences. There are those who give up because they didn't have the fighting spirit. There are those who did not go forward because they saw obstacles and they pronounced defeat to themselves even before they tried to see if they can overcome some of the challenges that we all face. I'm telling you that it is critical 
for each one of us to be determined if we really want to live to see another day. Determination, again, is a choice. If you have it, you will see the difference in your own life. And the things that you and I go through, they may only be challenges or temporal difficulties, but they are all meant to be overcome. Nothing that you and I go through is meant to be permanent because every condition that we face is subject to change. Everything in life has expiration date anyway. So you and I have to be determined to remind ourselves on a regular basis that no matter what, we are going to go through this life. We will not be deterred. Neither are we going to allow ourselves to be bottlenecked or stand, be in a standstill position. There are many things we all do in life that at times you don't even feel you are qualified or you are suitable or you are even adequate or you have the adequate means to manage or handle. I'm always surprised myself. Many times I don't feel, in, I don't feel adequate. I feel inadequate and at times I feel unsuitable for certain tasks. If I have to look over my shoulders, there are many better people smarter people, righteous people, great people. But I am able to say, Lord, I'll at least try. It is normal to at times feel like quitting. You go through life. In fact, you have the option to, to think that way, but you don't subject yourself to that option. Quitting is not an option. It's something that we shouldn't do. But from time to time, you feel like, you know, I don't know if I can go on. I've had enough of this. I've gone through so many struggles. I've gone through so many challenges. It's so hard. You know, it's so hard. I mean, it's so difficult. If you only know, if you only knew, I mean, the things I've been through, if you only know what I'm going through right now, I don't think I can live for another day. You have to be determined. You don't have to be deterred. Quitting is not an option. You may feel like it, but you don't always act upon negative feelings. In fact, you shouldn't act upon negative feelings. You don't have to quit. We face challenges. It's part of life. We go through oppositions. It's part of life. And we are pain from time to time, but that should not make us quit. And in fact, if we have to sum everything up and the way the li even life perceives us, or the way life treats us. It's amazing. For most of us, it is very easy and common to say, Jesus, I love you. I appreciate you. But if you have to see or examine the life of Jesus and the things he went through, you'll be amazed. Do you realize that Jesus Christ, when he died, it was made to be believed throughout Israel that he did not rise from the dead and that his disciples came and stole him? Imagine the kind of stigma that was attached to his resurrection. And to this very day, the Bible says this is one of the reasons why. He said it is believed to this very day. So no wonder to the Jews, Jesus is not the Messiah. Jesus did not rise from the dead. But to you and I, our confidence is that Jesus Christ affirmed our faith. And he rose from the dead.
And you are not deterred even if you to hear once in a while, well, according to the Bible, according to what happened in those days, the soldiers were bribed. They received money. And when they took the bribe, they said they should go out and announce that Jesus Christ did not rise from the dead. So if you and I to examine the kind of impact and the effect of the negative things that were said about Jesus for which today Israel has not believed. And you and I today believe Jesus because what we hear about him is not the negative stuff. It's not what deterred them. But we hear about he rose from the dead, he healed the sick, he raised the dead, he saved, he did this, he's the son of God. We hear this side of the story for which we accept. But because we have accepted now and we are convinced within ourselves that he is the son of God. If it was to be announced today that going forth, we have to be told every day that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. I don't believe you will give up your faith. I don't believe because of what others will say about Jesus, you will deny the cross. Or you will say that he didn't rise from the dead. You are determined and you will not be deterred. Your faith is not for negotiation at this point. Because the conviction is, I believe no matter what you say about Jesus, as far as I'm concerned, I cannot be deterred. My mind is made up. I am determined that he is the son of God. And I'm going to serve him the rest of my life. Determination. Determination. I mean, and imagine what we all go through in life. I've been, I've been around not too long. I mean, I've been, I'm just in my little few years, in my 60s. But I've been preaching the gospel for 53 years, since 1966. I've been around a little few years, and I have known challenges. I have known pain. I have known difficulties. Therefore, my resolve, it is not based on people's perception. I am determined to live my life according to God's plan and not according to somebody's suggestion, opinion, or ideas. Living is determination. And if you are determined to live and you are not deterred, you'll be able to see the better days promised you than the negative days behind you. In spite of the way you feel at times inadequate, I'm not suitable. You know, I don't think I can do this. I, I doubt my abilities. Even though I know God has asked me to do this task. I don't know if I, I have all that it takes to get it done. I have felt this many times. But I am completely committed to my cause. Because I know we all have opportunity to take the high road or the low road or the side road. It is a choice we make. But I'm encouraging you, maintain your determination. Don't be deterred and don't allow temporal things to affect permanent things which are meant for your life. There are people in the Bible who went through that as well. In fact, let me just be honest and add a thought here. Everybody goes to discouragement, including God himself. Everybody has a sense of failure. And do you know that once upon a time, God even felt like he has failed? 
But yet we will say God never failed. God failed, he had failed. Case in point. God made everything. And when he created heavens and earth, he saw that everything that he has done was good. The Bible says that it was good and he blessed it. God made man. We all know that God had foreknowledge. He is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient. You're not the only person who felt you failed. God felt it. Jesus felt it. But God's point of the sense of failure came about when man that God has created started thinking evil continuously. And the Bible says God repented that he has made man. So God said, I would wipe out man from the face of the earth. We all get discouraged. God himself was discouraged. He knew everything. You mean God didn't know that man that he has created would do this? He did it, but he said it was good. How can a man who does good now will have negative or bad? And to the point where he feels like the bad is so overwhelming that if he can deal with it by getting it out of the way, life will be better for him. But he changed his mind. He was determined to fulfill his plans. So guess what? He didn't destroy man completely. He left Noah. And God said, this is my promise. I'm not going to let this happen again. He was determined never to destroy man again. God was discouraged. God was discouraged. But that does not mean you quit. That does not mean you allow discouragement to rule you. Take courage and overcome the discouragement. You have to be determined. God, who made the heavens and earth, didn't he see that Lucifer was going to rebel in heaven? God, who knew everything, who planned everything, somehow he was able to arrest that situation and did not quit because Lucifer caused trouble in heaven. He was cast out to this earth. He continued the process and God chased him down here by sending his word, Jesus Christ, to deal with him permanently. So he's moved from this place to this place and finally he's going to be moved to hell. That means no matter what you go through, don't quit. Just get yourself together. Allow determination to keep you going. You may fall 20 times, but you don't stay on the, uh, on, the, on the floor, on the ground. A child doesn't learn how to walk properly until they learn to fall a few times. But the thing is, come on, get up. You're telling them, pick yourself up. You have to be determined and not be deterred because of a challenge you face. Every man, every woman, every boy and every girl will have the opportunity to be deterred, to be discouraged, or to stand strong and say, my mind is made up. This is the direction I'm going and nothing will change that. Look at Judges chapter 6 quickly. Verse 15, the story of Gideon. God realized that a, a man like Gideon, he knew 
his abilities. He knew his strength as well as his weakness. And yet God placed a call upon him. And the call was, hey, I want you to go and save, I want you to go save Israel. And he, look at his excuses. Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my father's house. That wasn't what God asked. He said, I am going to use you to save Israel. And he used the word, oh my Lord. Today we use the word, oh my God. Anything that overwhelms us, shocks us, we use the word, oh my God. Look at that, oh my God, look at that. We say, oh my Lord, I cannot do that. But in the end, God convinced him. And what did he do? He was able to save Israel. This is a man who was expressing fears. He's not the only person who went through that. Exodus chapter 4, uh, chapter four verse 10. Moses, the same way. God called Moses. Verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord... Oh, my Lord. I want you to help me make it right. Say it with me. Oh, my Lord. Come on, everybody. Good. I like the way you said it. Let's do it together. One more time. What? Oh, my Lord. Please do it well, at least. Do me a favor. Together, one more time. It's weak. Do it like you were a Christian. If you love Jesus, do it properly. One more time. Oh, my Lord. That's right. Moses was using that excuse. Oh, my Lord. And he said to him, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. But I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. God just told him to go deliver Israel from bondage. Then he started giving excuses. He was trying to say to the Lord, Lord, I can't, I'm not qualified, I'm unable, I don't have the ability, I'm not equipped. But I'll demonstrate to you through my speech, my words, I am not eloquent, I can't speak. And you ask me to go talk to Pharaoh, I cannot do that. But in the end, he was able to change his position again to fulfill his mandate. Exodus chapter 6, verse 30. He gave another excuse. Moses said to before the Lord, Behold, I am of uncircumcised lips, and how shall Pharaoh heed me? Again, he saw a problem when God was asking him to resolve a problem. In the end, Moses got back on track. He was able to demonstrate to Pharaoh God's word and results was that he led Israel. Now God was taking them out of bondage to position them in the promised land. So now Moses have to send people just like he was sent spies to go and bring report. Twelve spies went out and ten of them came with a negative report. But two of them had different spirit in them. That a spirit of determination. They were not afraid 
they were looking forward to such promises and they were willing for the first time to achieve a result that has never been attempted by them ever before. In Numbers chapter 13, Joshua and Caleb, among the 12 that went out, came with a report. And this is what Caleb said before Moses and all the others that went with him. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. What the rest saw as an obstacle, Joshua and Moses saw it as an opportunity. The very thing you may see as an obstacle or a challenge or difficulty is nothing but opportunity for God to demonstrate his power and for you to be handed over the victory that you so desperately need. There are those who observe and conclude, but are those who sense in their spirit to confirm they are resilient. You don't have to stop because you experience difficulties. You don't have to freeze up because of impossible tasks you see around you or before you. But you have to believe deep within and be determined that if God be for you, who can be against you? And if God is leading you, who can be your obstacle? If you are determined based on what God is speaking or said or done in your life, I can assure you, you will surely succeed. You will surely achieve. You will surely overcome. And you will surely be a happy person. Caleb received this promise that if you go to the place and spy the land, bring report so that we can determine how to manage this. He came with the answer. We can handle this. We can manage this. Don't you act and believe the voices that you're hearing. They're all in unity, but it's wrong one. Listen to the voice of conscience. We are going to do this. We are able. I am determined. I can do this. You can do this. Let's mobilize our resources. Let me tell you, the people who refused affected their generations. The decisions you make will affect your generation. It will affect your loved ones. If you speak negative and that's what you do constantly, you destroy your own children and destroy your future. Parents, listen to me very carefully. Those you consider family, whether it's spiritual or natural, be careful the negative thoughts you have, the negative feelings you project, the vibes you release affect the people in the future. So be careful what you release. Ten of the leaders, because of their attitude and spirit, affected innocent loved ones who are supposed to benefit from their determination. Only Joshua and Caleb were secure. And because of the decision they made, their relatives, loved ones, and their generation succeeded. Forty plus years later, Caleb was able to say, You remember when the Lord promised us and I have kept this promise and I have been determined ever since. When the rest said we couldn't do it, I knew we could do it. And listen to what he requested. 
He said, and God promised that I was going to get this mountain as my inheritance. Or heri- yeah, as my inheritance. Who will ask for a mountain for inheritance? What you may consider a problem is somebody's greatest opportunity. He was asking for a mountain. Naturally, you and I are supposed to use our faith to remove mountains. And when there's a mountain before you, and you, if you can't move the mountain out of the way, you can walk around the mountain. Or you can use the mountain as a stepping stone to walk on top of it. If this man is asking for a mountain, it's because he believed in himself what he could use the mountain for. The very things that you are running away from, somebody is asking for it as an opportunity to enjoy God's power in demonstration. Do not give up too quick. Do not throw in the towel so quick. You have to be resolved and you have to be determined and not be deterred that easily. Stop convincing yourself and your loved ones that this is impossible impasse. We can never overcome this. It will never be done. As long as you keep doing that, you will never come to a place of great victory. Caleb received what was his. You remember the story in Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 to 28. If I may paraphrase this story. The Bible tells us that a woman of Canaanite descent came to Jesus Christ crying out. Matthew 15, 21 to 28. And she came with a concern. Her daughter was severely troubled or tormented by evil forces or demonic spirits. And she wanted Jesus Christ's help. The Bible tells us that when she cried out and requested Jesus to have mercy on her daughter, Jesus answered her not a word. And his disciples urged Jesus immediately to let the woman off. Let her go. She's too much of a bother to us. Send her away. But verse 24 says, Jesus answered and said, I was sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Verse 25, then the woman came and worshipped Jesus. In spite of what she heard, she came to worship. In spite of her present circumstance and what seemed like opposition to her request, she still came to worship. And she said, Lord, help me. Jesus answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which falls from their master's table. Some of us will be so incensed, angry, walk away. I can't believe you. You said you are a man of God. You say you are a child of God. And I've come to you with my baby's concern. And you are referring my child and my condition to a dog. How can you act like that? How can you act like that? I'm surprised. You are fake. You are fake. You are fake. You are fake. You are fake news. You are fake. If you talk about the good news, you don't have the good news. You are fake news. She could have walked away. Why? Because Jesus said something that you don't expect a man in his position to say that to someone who is desperately in need of help. He said, 
what he said to test her resolve. There are certain times God would test your resolve by saying no or silence. But your determination can turn things around. She did not change her position. Her resolve, her determination made Jesus change his position. If you are resolved, if you are determined, oh, he said it and I believe it. I don't care how long it takes. If I have three hours to live, I'll still be believing it because I know that he can resurrect me even at the, I mean, at, 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 at the nick of a time because I believe what he says. If you are determined, your faith will go to work. If you are determined, hope will come alive. If you are determined, the very things that seem impossible shall bow and acknowledge that your resolve has triumphed. If you are determined, this is what we teach. This is what we have to encourage our children to do. You have to be determined. The fact that you bruise doesn't mean you have to stay down. Pick yourself up. The fact that you're learning how to walk and you fall doesn't mean you have to become crippled. Get yourself up. The fact that they rejected you on this team doesn't mean you're not going to be the uh, uh, champion in the, uh, uh, tomorrow. You have to be determined. Don't give up. Don't be deterred by words, by looks, by opinions, and by thoughts. And don't even be deterred by your past. Don't 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 be deterred by your past. I'm speaking to somebody specifically. Don't be deterred by your past. Don't put your life on hold because you acknowledge your past, which is evident to many. That is not the determining factor. Be determined that he that is in you is greater than your past. And he will turn your life around. Be determined. Be determined. After all, Philippians 4.13 says, You can do all things. Not some things. All things. All things you can do. He didn't say God. He said you can do. This time, it's on you. You can do. He didn't say God. He said you can do. It didn't say the Holy Spirit. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So you have to maintain your joy because your strength is the joy of the Lord. Your strength is the joy of the Lord. Your strength is the joy of the Lord. For the joy that was in Jesus Christ, he was able to endure the cross and the shame because he knew that the cross is just a temporal work of God's great work. You have to be determined. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Believe this because that is God's original plan for your life. Be determined. Do you know how many times you and I can change the song and write the last stanza of the song we sing? Stop singing the song that you used to and sing a new song. Let your new song be the fact that it may be raining yesterday, but the sun is about to shine today. It may be of defeat yesterday, but today my victory is here. I heard the knocking on the door, 
and it is my invitation to greatness. I heard God bouncing on my heart to say, take courage. Your victory is here. I can throw away the cane. I could throw away the fears. I could throw away the, 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 the negative thoughts and feelings. I know that my redemption is nigh because God is saying to me to be of good courage. I am determined to overcome. I'm determined to accomplish. I'm determined to do what I couldn't do before. I'm determined to receive my healing. I'm determined to start life all over again. I'm determined. It is bent, but it's not broken. It's scattered, but it doesn't mean it is destroyed. God is still in control, and I have confidence in God that if God be with me, I will be able to accomplish what is impossible. Therefore, I am determined to stand strong. From time to time, you have to talk to yourself. And if you can't talk to yourself, talk to the audience of one. Look, at this, look into the mirror. And the image that comes in the mirror, remind the image that if you are not taking it, it belongs to them. You have to be determined. Let me quickly give you five things that a determined person shouldn't do. Or five things determined people shouldn't do. Number one, a determined person shouldn't give excuses or give up. Stop giving excuses. Excuses are valid points raised by those who want to be protected by their position. Don't be giving excuses. Stop it. Don't be giving excuses. Don't use it. The reason why I don't do this is because of this. The reason why I don't believe is because of what happened to me when I was a child. The reason why I didn't do this is because of him, because of her. The reason why I didn't do this is because of my childhood. Because of, I mean, stop giving excuses. Because excuses will make you give up. And people are determined, don't give excuses. And they don't give up that easily. Number two. Determined people don't dwell on the past and negative experiences. You know, you know, last week, you know, he told me this last year, you know, stop dwelling on the past and negative excuses or negative experiences. Always your testimony is a negative experience. Stop it. Stop it. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us out of them all. Stop the negative experiences. Stop it. Stop it. You know the reason why I know? Because when I was a child, I went to the doctor and they gave me injection. And because they gave me the injection, they did, they're supposed to give it this way, but they gave it this way. And because the injection went this way, since then, I, I've been scared of needles. And, and I hate the doctor. Negative experience. Stop it. The third thing a determined person shouldn't do is blame others and shift responsibilities. Stop blaming people. Stop blaming people. Stop blaming people. We like doing that too much in our country. We like blaming people. Stop it. Socially, stop it. Family, stop it. Politically, stop it. Let's stop it. 
Let's stop this nonsense for a change. Stop blaming everybody else. Stop it. Tell your neighbor, stop it. Now say it with a serious face. Stop it. They didn't think you meant it. Go ahead and look at them and say it to them. Please help me. Tell somebody, stop it. Come on, help me. I'm watching you now. Tell somebody, stop it. I want to hear you. I didn't say say it to me. I just said to somebody. Look at somebody and just a smile and I just stop it. Just stop it. Let's stop blaming others. Let's stop blaming others and shifting responsibilities. Let's blame, stop blaming others. Isn't it what Adam was doing in the garden? Adam! Yeah. Where are you? And I heard a voice in the garden. And I am naked. And the woman you gave me. To be honest with you, I didn't mean to do it, but the woman you gave me. Stop blaming others. And shift the responsibility. The fourth thing you don't do is live in doubt and constant fear of failure. Determined people don't live their lives in doubt and they don't live their lives constantly in fear or constant in fear. Take that out of your system. And the fifth point that determined people don't do is to be consumed with bitterness and unforgiveness. Bitterness and unforgiveness can seize you in your tracks and will never expose you to all the promises that will do you and that are do you. Bitterness and unforgiveness is the most dangerous thing. It is the most dangerous thing that can stop you. No matter how much you pray, if you are bitter and you're unforgiving, your prayers and your interest and desire never reaches heaven. It doesn't make any demand in heaven. The Bible says that if you don't forgive men, your heavenly father will not forgive you. And if there's unforgiveness in your heart, you are hindering yourself from advancing in life. If you want to go forward, and you determine to overcome, you determine to achieve, you determine to su- sustain your victory, don't hold bitterness in your heart and don't walk with unforgiveness. Let it go. Makes no difference how it came. Let it go. Because if you don't, you will not be able to walk free. Then I'll end with this point. Four things that determined people should always do. Four quick points. One. Accept every challenge that comes. Accept every challenge that comes and use that challenge as opportunity. Accept every challenge that comes. Accept every challenge that comes. The funny thing about life is anyone who demands promotion or believe that promotion is due them should always go through a test. To validate their new position. If you don't go through no test. 
There's no way you can actually move to the next stage of life. And you know something about life. No pain, no gain. You have to accept. That's part of your life, part of the process. There are certain times you wish. Certain challenges will pass by. Like Jesus said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass by. But nevertheless, it's not about me. It's about what ought to be done. I'm determined, finally, to go to the cross because I came here to finish the work. I'm not going to stop in the middle of this. What is the purpose of going to four years of college and when it's time to write your exams, you quit school? Pay all this money, sleepless nights, and all these, and yet you walk away, at least. The exams, it's not 10-year exam, it's one-day exam. Stay for just one day because you've already invested four years and more. The second thing a determined person should always do is always be positive and hopeful. Be positive. Have a positive outlook. No matter how things look, be, have a positive outlook. Oh, you know what? Everything is fair. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, it's no, 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 no. All I had is no, no, no. Just tell them no. No is just temporal. Just turn it around. Then it means on. Just turn no around. It's on. Have a positive outlook and be hopeful. That's what determined people do. It will get all right by the grace of God. It will be all right. No matter how long it takes, it's coming through here. And the third thing a determined person does is always ready to rise to the occasion. I can manage it. God will give me what it takes to get this done. Always be ready to rise to the occasion. And the fourth simple thing is, be willing to do what has never been done before. You may be the first person to do it. And why not? What would mean a miracle? That's what miracle is. What others are looking for, you just happen to be the first one to have it. Be willing to do what you have never done before. This is what determined people do. Be determined and not be deterred. God bless you. I'll be back.